0: Hello and welcome to Mike's ILAB Podcast, episode 160, for the 10th of February, 2018. Yes, hello and welcome to this rather delayed um, recording of this week's podcast. Um, people know that there was at Amsterdam uh, last weekend for the uh, Things Network conference. Um, my plan was to record the podcast, when I got back on Tuesday... Um, But chatting far too much at the uh, conference, meeting lots of people, lots of interesting things, led to uh, me losing my voice. So I wasn't in a position to do the recordings now returning. And so starting today, Saturday, I'm going back through what's obviously been a busy week at the uh, Hackspace. Also, I'll have uh, some news about the Things Network and some other activities I've taken part in this week. And this week is... Next week will be science week and also half term for some parts of Berkshire. I think Reading has next week and working in the week after. It's also apparently a year of the engineer and I attended the IET uh, arranged meet with Matt Rodder, a Labour MP uh, for Reading East, uh, a former education secretary, if I get it right. Certainly has a lot of interest in education and that was held at UTC yesterday. There were about uh, 30 uh, representatives, some of the IET and other local tech groups as uh, arranged and requested. I was representing the Repair Cafe, our lab and the Things Network activities, which are great around Reading and will be a real um, springboard for uh, I think a lot of tech innovation, at least that's uh, my hope and fairly confident that will be happening as part of Reading Smart City, uh, which is coming up over the next year. So with that, let's dive firstly into the uh, Google group at Reading Hackspace, find out what's been going on in the lab while I've been away. So we'll be catching up from the 28th of January, when I posted episode 159. We'll be talking about it a bit later, but the... Uh, wiki uh, was unavailable the i mentioned previously about the domain name needing to be renewed but also hosting which was being generously done by bitfoil um seemed to have uh, dropped off uh, the radar uh, that's being picked up and uh, there's now a landing page available i think the wiki is being recovered people are working on that we'll come to that post a little bit but the uh podcast.rlab.org.uk and she goes to a different uh, server uh, hosted by uh, Simon Green and Wirehive down there in Farnborough uh, very generously and he, he said he'll offer a, a similar a virtual uh, server for uh, hosting our lab itself. It's just a question of moving uh, the archive over. And the first post is really good news uh, from Steve. Now people know have been uh, concerned about the amount of uh, sawdust generated by equipment downstairs and uh, mixing well with the uh, metalworking activities and getting trampled all over the place. Well Steve has uh, together with Ian uh, done two things. One is to uh, put some direct uh, dust extraction on the table saw which he says was one of the larger dust producers and also an industrial air cleaner unit has been installed. So. Just uh, waiting to be properly wired in, but is functioning on an extension, lead. he says. Uh, Please turn it on whenever you're doing anything that's producing dust or that's dust sensitive. It's designed to run all day, every day, and uses relatively little power despite its size. Feel free to leave it running for hours at a time, as we want, want it to improve the cleanliness of air in the space. The outer filter screen which is on the side-facing towards the rear stairs, can be easily unclipped and cleaned of any of the vacuums if it looks dirty. So that's uh, that's great news. And there's some pictures posted uh, by Toby. Actually, they were posted by Mr. E. Um, but they show the uh, 3D-printed uh, pipe adapter. Uh, so using tools from one place in the space for creating tools for the other space, exactly what uh, Hack Spaces are all about. And we had a bit of a discussion previously about to testing the, uh, the lead-acid batteries in the UPS that supports the uh, internet connection and server and uh, firewall uh, devices. And Lee says, I've got a couple of 12-volt SLAs if needed now. This is a, a TLA uh, cross-confusion uh, potential, I think, uh, because SLA could mean service-level agreement. In this case, it must mean... Sealed lead-acid battery. So, yeah, interesting. Um, and Eric was saying, Dad's only one no good supplier of such things as I need one for my wind-up torch. I imagine that would be a small one. I'm a bit sort of confused that it would be a lead-acid battery and a wind-up, but it might be a big one. He doesn't really give details of that, and it's not very helpful. If you ask for something, then post up the details of the device that uh, you're trying to accommodate. And Pete was uh, asking when sitting a information about the interest of people in doing some coding workshop from a sort of simple basic point of view and perhaps building up later and uh, he's still looking for uh, comments and hugo offering some help jeremy also talking about how it could be extended from just coding into actually starting to produce things and that's sort of the story of um bored stupid um sort of starting in a slightly different angle from it but uh seemed to be quite a lot of interest And Pete's putting that together. So if you've got ideas, uh, have a post up on that thread. And a useful tip comes out of a post by Alex about trying to uh, improve his lathe skills uh, and having chosen a piece of uh, hardened steel, was able to uh, part it. And Steve uh, says that uh, hardened steel is not suitable for cutting on the lathe given the tools that are available Uh, for use on the lathe and that given the 10 times cost of such tools uh, there isn't any plan to purchase such items well i guess if people want to purchase their own that could be an option it doesn't say either way there Um, but it does mean making sure that as with the laser cutter that the materials that you tend to use on a particular tool are uh, appropriate for that tool and in the post he references uh, the 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 only tool that would work with hardened steel would be uh, the angle grinder. Uh, and it explicitly mentions that the saw blades wouldn't be suitable. So useful information there. Once the wikis back up, that would be a good thing to uh, put in under the lathing pages. And it's always a good thing to have a, a question. Uh, what is the material I'm working with? And is it suitable for my tool? And Stuart uh, W. alerts us to... A great interview with Richard Ginas mostly about Things Network and Laura Things he says on the Amp Hour. That's T H E A M P H O U R dot com. The com, and an interview and the link is in the uh, post. So I should have to be listening to that one. So thanks Stuart for posting it. And there's been several discussion, oh, requests really about um designing things and creating them using the laser cutter in particular boxes were being asked about by Chris and uh, Tony says generally I'm happy to teach anyone anything regarding laser and designing stuff for it so uh, if a regular session is popular we can organize that as well so that might be part of the uh, 3D Thursday or an adjunct to it so if you're interested Uh, Let uh, Tony know and that will be arranged. Malcolm was looking for something he'd seen previously about um, wearables, something that could be worn perhaps other than around the wrist. I mentioned last time anyway, he discovered what it was, it was called a foot pod. He said it was what I was looking for and failing to find using the wrong search terms, so thanks for all the helpful input. So, As I suspected, the foot pod type device can be used for pedometry and cycle cadence. Harry Link thinks it's a uh, lot better than the Wahoo one, which is the one we discussed. So that's a new one if you're interested in wearables. So have a seek out for foot pod. Van Ian posts up, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about spot welding, and so he links to an iBidder uh, robot spot welding machine. So this is one of those uh, giant ones that uh, normally used for such sort of things as uh, doing cars don't know how much it went for because the auction is closed. It says the auctioneer has chosen not to publish the price for the lot. But I don't know if anyone saw uh, what the bidding was in the meantime. But uh, I guess it was somewhat out of our normal budget and certainly wouldn't fit into the space. If you want to have a look at it yourself, have a look at the a lot of discussion on spot welding thread. And Jeremy alerts us to a post he said got via our lab's Facebook page, Electromaker. Recently launched and are seeking out hack spaces for potential sponsorship opportunities. We are an online space where makers from around the world can upload and share their projects with the rest of the Electromaker community. I don't know who Electromaker are? But electromaker.io is the uh, is the website. Said so they're running a competition up until the end of March, and they'd like to have that promoted. And in return. Uh, could uh, make a donation of hardware or to cash. So if people are interested, no one's replied to that. That was posted up on the 30th of uh, January. Um, so interesting to see what other people's response, but currently there hasn't hasn't been one. There's quite a few of these. I guess Thing- Thingiverse is the one that comes to mind, although mostly directed around 3D printing. They do have other projects, and I know Design Spark are uh, launching something similar. A marketplace for selling stuff as well so uh, obviously a lot of getting quite a crowded space enough to so look at electromaker.io and see what uh, what they're offering and we discussed uh, the last couple of weeks about alex uh, gibson and his uh, mysteriously adding a, a, an extension into his chrome although he was able to reject it requested permissions wondering where it came from and thought that it was probably some kind of freeware that uh, and then they, the thread went down a, a couple of rat holes with uh, ben asking about uh, how his hp desk check or complaining that his hp desk check wouldn't work with a, a ubuntu in response to a stewart's uh, bigging up the ubuntu and linux side and uh Stuart pointing to some drivers that should be working. But Lee H says, I had the same experience with installing ImageBurn. Um, oh, yeah, this was it. It came with some uh, adware, uh, which was a pain. Oh, yes, yeah, so what he was saying is that uh, somehow or other, you could uh, install an app in stealth mode, and uh, that's what happened. And although it was asking for permissions, it didn't respect the permissions as detailed in the request, i.e. he said... Don't install, and it went and did it anyway. Not too surprising, I guess. If it's a malware, uh, he said, I just had to remove Chromium altogether. And Gavin points to a BBC news article about Bitcoin mining, and I have a note on my whiteboard here to look at something called Bitcoin ads, because it's possible to uh, incorporate in a in an ad, it's even supplied via say Google, uh, a bit bit mining a bit mining javascript but if it's done open and honestly then it can be a way of uh, people supporting uh, a website or service by leaving that page up and running uh, with the possibility that a a bitcoin may may appear uh, for the uh, advertiser or the supplier of the content Uh, advertising is the thing that funds many of these sites but obviously you want it to be not detrimental to the experience of the site itself. And I was away, uh, wasn't able to get along, but uh, the uh, RADARC, the radio amateurs group, had a construction workshop uh, last Thursday and were inviting people down because they were looking at how to make PCBs uh, for projects and looking at construction of hardware. Removing the fear of surface mount devices was one of the goals and it credited him well because uh, jeremy said that he now has all the components of pcbs for the board stupid leonardo board uh, which people have been designing in the board stupid workshops so looks as though several people went to uh, jeremy gavin richard perhaps and uh, they took some examples and had a very very good uh, very good evening so i'm pleased that went well and it looks like they were what problems with the uh, front door access system. Uh, hopefully that's uh, been resolved now. And another question about spot welding, but not of the battery kind. He points to a... Uh, uh, George G. points to uh, an eBay Clark spot welder. If, there's, if not, is there any interest in getting one? No further discussion on that thread yet, but uh, we know that there is some interest. Um, but also there was a way of using one of the existing welders, if we have the right tool, I think somebody said. And Lorelei uh, alerts, so ask really a question. So I find that laser cutter has been switched off with the emergency stop button rather than actually turning it off. Maybe this is something that somebody has been inducted incorrectly or they haven't been inducted fully. As uh, so Normally that wouldn't be the way. But also on the thread, there's a discussion about the... A vacuum cleaner it has a, a separate plug-in to keep it charged up and often that seems to be being left unplugged and so the, the vacuum cleaner uh, or the battery is discharged on the Dyson, which is used for cleaning out the uh, laser cutter. Um, Jeremy points to uh, an adapter that uh, should do it automatically, but I'm not sure that that one will work on, on the handheld one. And we've got something similar that does do that on the long-handled version. I'm not sure about the short one, it seems to have a different thing. Um, it's not clear, but it depends on the actual model, and it does show the model numbers, so that's something to be checked. So a couple of things there on the on the laser cutter. Um, as an aside, Alex does mention that if someone has a problem with the uh, laser while they're using it, they should certainly post up, and that there shouldn't be any uh, retribution associated with doing something that results in uh, a smaller fire or, or something not working properly, Uh, Far better to know about it and get it sorted uh, than for it not to be known. And on a positive note, I, are always telling people, asking people to post up about their various projects in the group. And uh, Jess has done that. Somebody has a new craft shed. And that somebody would be me and post up some pictures of the outside and the inside of a very smart, certainly more than a shed more like an extension uh, of a great looking uh, garden work area so that's uh and Alex agrees with his uh, gift picked up off the web saying very nice too so that will be Gavin Alex and uh, Jess now uh, all uh, having done uh, waiting for pictures of the others twos to come along and as we know uh, Basingstoke's uh, makerspace is coming on uh, st- slowly and steadily or slowly but surely and uh, they're saying they're sorting out running costs for various items. Asking about how we do calculations for things such as a laser, which, I think if I'm in the right, currently 20p a I minute mean is based on the uh, life of the laser tube. And Richard Kunker uh, is saying, I would generally avoid usage rates if possible and certainly will re- only relate them to direct costs of operating the equipment. They have an over administration overhead. And in the early stages of that space community, it's usually better to depend on member generosity than additional charges. And remembering back to when it started at our lab, we didn't have usage charges for the first couple of years. But when we got the bigger laser and there became a bigger difference in the individual usage patches, especially commercial work, we thought it fair to introduce charges to balance this. Whereas for consumables such as laser acrylic, welding supplies, drinks and snacks, then some payment process is a good idea. And uh, Dale asks about Meccano-like bits. I want to mock up a a mechanical device before committing to getting the bits made. I need lengths of mild steel pre-drilled along its length that I can bend hinges, pivots and such like. He says, I've been looking but haven't found something yet. And uh, one of the suggestions from Jonathan was a a system called... J-U-N-E-R-O and he points to a link at Brighton Toy Museum supplied strips of plain metal. Alex says that uh, getting things uh, laser cut from mild steel could be cost effective. He did such a thing for one of his uh, 3D printer designs and found it was quite economic. And uh, Bob D says, uh, what about perforated steel, strip steel? As a googling phrase, he says it turned up some things that he thought would be of interest and suitable for Dale. Yes, and that's showing that's the sort of strips you use for, for joining rafters and things together. They can be quite flexible, whether they're suitable or not. But there is also some from Screwfix, a 90 degree angle, which you would obviously be, be a lot straighter. And a couple of tips come out of a request from a B. Um, saying he came along and would like to sign up so uh, welcome sam if you signed up he was keen to get some things done and looking for some hardwood supplies a couple of suggestions there chiltern wood recycling and a, a branch in abingdon um oxford wood recycling uh he thinks they're called uh, and uh, gavin points out that abingdon is a good place to get bits of wood donated by oxford colleges when they renovate they're also on ebay and lawrence kind of says oh i had no idea they're on ebay so even uh, those that knew about the place didn't know about the sales on eBay. So if you're looking for a wood supplies, uh, check out that thread. It's actually entitled Joining Our Lab and Hardware Wood Sources. And the news that the box of the mill that was on loan um, has now been purchased as it's going to be a useful machine. And the conversion to the new control system uh, wanted to be done while it was in ownership rather than um, doing it on a loan machine. So... So that uh, is a officially a new tool for the space. Toby says, "I'm coordinating Richard to find time to do the conversion once we've had some time dedicated post up for others to join in. Don't mess with the machine until then." So it's it's a tool but not available as we know it. So if you want to join in the team to getting that converted to the new control system, then um, check out the thread about Boxford Mill. And for those who don't know, that is a a CNC milling machine of a small um, college size variety. And in the uh, what does our lab do for me section, a uh, Kevin is asking about how to uh, um, drive a whoop whoop signal for his alarm clock project or alarming clock project. Um, it will take uh, just uh, about half an amp at uh, 12 volts uh, for the sounder. And he's looking to see how he can drive it from his uh, 3-volt microcontroller based around a SAM D21. Richard suggests how he can do it using the transistor that he had but would involve a a second transistor. And there's a couple of links to uh, G-Labs and Electronics on Stack Exchange talking about uh, how to choose and uh, implement that Danilk, um suggests an alternative approach using a FET field effect transistor. And he says, thing to note is that these are current, uh, that uh, BJTs, I'm not sure what BJT is, are current control devices, while FETs are voltage control. So you don't need to worry about messing about with the right value resistor when you're using MOSFETs. Just drive the gate with the voltage you specified. He also points to a, a nice a simple circuit simulator I often use that's helpful in demonstrating simple circuits. And that's at falstead.com, F-A-L-S-T-A-D slash circuit. You can rig up your circuit using a 20 ohm resistor as you load, as your load. This is more helpful than confusing, he says, and that's really one of the great things about uh, the, the threads that you can find some really helpful tips and suggestions from other members and even people outside our lab itself. And actually, this is an update from the November. The original um, discussion about, uh, well, as at, as at the time, Reading Museums Hackathon um, was, was posted out. Um, I do have some news about that and shall update on this thread. It's going to be March the 10th and won't be a hackathon as such. but will be an opportunity to brief artists and build teams who will then put together suggestions and the winning suggestion project will be funded to uh, be part of a display for 2019 uh, target times being between uh, march and november for the for the build of the project And uh, Steve, also Steve R. also says, he says, as some of you know, I took old spools of red and blue PLA home. And for other people who don't know, he he makes bowls out of um, the collected bits of a a spare um, PLA. If you see some swirly looking attractive bowls in the space, then that's where they came from. Anyway, he was going to use these reels because he said that material was too brittle to put feed into the Bowden tube because it just break in short lengths, which tends to happen on some of the PLAs. But he also said that even doing the bowls, they became very brittle and just shattered too easily, unlike uh, previous ones. So he was just asking if any other ideas people had. It's interesting, some discussions about the different types of PLA and the brittleness and Alex says that, in fact, he had a PLA outside for five years without it going brittle. But then there's some question as to whether moisture is good or bad for it. So, interesting uh, discussion under the thread entitled, Expired PLA. And Alex is asking a question that might be of interest to others. 18,650 batteries. And obviously, they, I think they're bigger cells um, of lithium cells. And because Nigel says, uh, they... Appear to be a standard size for vaping sticks, so your local hitchhop shop might be worth a try. Avoid anything with fire in the name. A lot of them are repackaged cells from redundant defunct laptop batteries. Interesting uh, uh, comment and interesting insight. Um, Alex says, do you mean these little guys are points to an eBay link? Uh, rechargeable lithium-ion battery for flash torchlight. He said, it's the least single reassuring name you could possibly give a lithium battery given their documented tendency to explode if poorly treated. And Tom chirps in saying, personally, I just strip out, strip old laptop batteries and then put them through a controlled charge-discharge cycle to assess them. Make sure you are aware of which ones have a protective chip in the end and which don't. And that is the case that uh, certainly when we're looking on the ones that could be purchased for um, well, I think the two things. I think there were drones, and I think it was also uh, the LED lights that uh, Scott was uh, putting together for uh, the camp to replace the old tilly lamps for scout camp uh, camping purposes. And the same Panasonic, Panasonic battery can be uh, purchased both with and without a uh, charge control circuitry. And I was talking to a guy at the uh, CTN conference who's very knowledgeable about. Uh, batteries and uh, lithium, and says that uh, he was concerned that people don't treat them with the respect that they deserve in terms of charging, and rely too much on the protective circuit, as as its name implies, it's about protection, not about charge controlling. So you still need the charge controller and uh, with voltages. So it was something I had in the back of my mind that I need to look at in more detail. Maybe it's something that either we have a workshop or we can find some tutorials on YouTube. That are more informative than those that you generally get. Uh, Tom certainly might be a person who can uh, advise on the practical ways of uh, managing lithium-ion well, as opposed to a uh, um, little little knowledge perhaps being a dangerous thing. Naturally, the next thread also goes on to discuss um, batteries, lithium batteries, are chargeable, and it starts off because uh, Alex was looking at. Um, the cells in the drill uh, packs and these are of that uh, model number Uh, then there's some discussion about the lithium similar to what uh, the guy was talking to saying that once they get down below a certain voltage you shouldn't try and recharge them because that is when they could potentially catch fire um, or even more dangerously uh, explode in some form and so the discussion is around the voltages. Um, Tom was talking about uh, 2.8 volt being the minimum voltage that they should be um, recharged at if they're below that. Um, so some discussion there, and as I, think I meant, as I mentioned in the previous one, I think uh, a, more, um, a better a review of, of the different types and behaviours um, is important, and there's such a variety of them. Um, But certainly I know uh, uh, Stuart was uh, very concerned that people didn't uh, know how hazardous they are. And it certainly altered my thinking about uh, batteries that may be just uh, waiting around in in old items and the potential for recharging ones that have been left discharged for a long time. And the question from Seamus indicates that as part of the uh, induction to the space and understanding of what tools it's a good idea to uh, swat up on uh, when you're coming to do some design, such as uh, Fusion, Inkscape, etc. Um, would uh, should should be there to being able to enable people to get on and do their projects. Uh, small, start small and quick, um, rather than perhaps going for the for the big things first time. And uh, maybe that means uh, clarification would would benefit to get people going doing hands-on stuff as quickly as possible. And another, what does love do for me? And one is that often members have devices that, uh, tools that you may only want to use once in a blue moon and a chainsaw being one of those. And uh, yeah, a few minutes, a bit of trimming with a chainsaw can make a huge difference uh, compared with trying to do the same thing by hand. But of course, knowing about in- inductions and the safety equipment uh, required is also an important element of undertaking such a task. And the next thread, uh, pulls. Uh, both the batteries and the uh, drill discussions together, basically saying that uh, maybe it's time that the uh, cheaper consumer um, Ryobi uh, tools are, are scrapped or sold and replaced with something a more professional line given the uh, use they get in the space now. Arthur's suggesting is around Makita, uh, but I suggested suggestion around Bosch. Um, also, interestingly, Alex found Something on Thingiverse that would be an adapter that allows you to use a Makita battery in Ryobi tools because there's a slightly larger diameter um, interlock by the looks of it, and the adapter allows that to work. looks as though it doesn't do anything um, mechanical particularly. Well, not mechanical, but uh, electrical to the battery, just the uh, mechanical interlock, and it looks like a, a nice unit, and there's a good link in there for that. So... I think given the amount of use these tools are getting, then it's sadly a, a worthwhile investment for the space. And another one of the uh, making tools from tools, and uh, Jonathan is uh, making a sanding mop, something called a sanding flea. Uh, an interesting, and uh, uh, how to put it together from the commercial packages linked in the YouTube video. Um, basically, it's uh, strips, rectangular strips of, of sandpaper, cloth-backed sandpaper, together to form something that you spin in the drill to act as a, as a sanding um, a sanding head. I uh, looked an interesting device, and uh, but uh, request comes on the thread because uh, Jonathan wants to be able to press the things together with the blades uh, to be able to cut out the, the shape and uh, wanted to experiment with a press. And It seems that our friends around the corner at Reading Buses had such a, a device and uh, Alex was going to give it a go. So it would be interesting to see how that's come out and whether these things are able to be do-it-yourself. And I mentioned that uh, lots of people follow on along the thread for various topics. Uh, some become members and some are just um, looking at what goes on in the hack space and aren't in a lo- local enough area to be joining. But in this case, uh, for Victoria, inspired by uh, a project shown on Etsy for making a metal uh or various materials into wedding bands or wedding rigs and uh interested in making some out of wood and out of metals using lathes and so asking some questions which uh, steve answers fairly comprehensively about the different materials that can be used on the on the metal uh, lathe Obviously, some of them could be used on, on the wooden lathe too and uh, this inspires victoria to become a member. Although she lives as far away as Brecknell, I'd uh, be able to travel through and just arranging her uh, to do the signing up process. So welcome, Victoria, to the space. And uh, Jim asks about uh, some putty or something similar to insulate uh, connections on a two hundred and forty volt LED cob light, and uh, says it gets pretty hot. Uh, hot, too hot to touch. Not too hot to touch briefly, but pretty hot. He doesn't have a temperature probe. Now, my thought was that there is actually an infrared uh, temperature uh, gun in the in the space, so that's a, a useful thing if you want to actually find the real temperature of things. Um, and Steve comes back and says, suggests possibly high-temperature silicon, which is good up to 300 degrees centigrade. Spray-on PCB coating, good up to 200 degrees C. Um, he said, whatever you. Choose, you'll have to consider how the heat insulating properties of the coating will affect the job. Maybe the need ventilation, thinking about it myself, need ventilation of the uh, backs of the LEDs, and that might be a part of a, a consideration, uh, maybe some way of a, a heat shrink or heat uh, dispersing um, materials as well as the insulation. He also says that uh, woven fiberglass tube insulation, which I've seen used in... Um, some of the halogen lamps, the outside lamps for instance, or capped-on polymide tapes, and they're what we use with the uh, 3D printers. So a series of good suggestions may be useful for people with other projects too. And making tools for tools is the subject of a, a leveling jig that uh, Luke made, but unfortunately the uh, router has changed, or router has changed, um, makes and then the old one doesn't work now um, but as, as a second triton route has been ordered might be a, an opportunity to uh, make another uh, carriage for it so that sounds to be a useful task uh, these things have a life change one part and the other bits have to be changed to match and luke was doubting that it could be uh, modified due to his uh, a comprehensive gluing and screwing Uh, making it perhaps uh, very robust, but not very adaptable. And another in what does our lab do for me? And one of them is perhaps find uh, contacts with people both inside and outside the space. And Julian asks a question, I have an interesting paid project on the go if someone has three to four months available. A community interest company that does personal development for kids working directly with schools currently have four schools in our pilot scheme. I have half built the web platform to host the application using the mean stack, M-E-A-N, imagine that's a Microsoft one as opposed to a Linux-based one, but I have too many commitments at the moment to give it the true attention it deserves Needs and looking for some paid help. Any recommendations or thoughts get greatly received? I'm keen to go with someone I know rather than rolling the dice and going through a recruitment agency. And that was posted on the 8th of February and hasn't had a reply yet. So if anyone does know of somebody, uh, or if you don't, perhaps spread the word amongst people you know, see if we can help uh, Julian out. And one of the other things that our lab can do for you is to make the mistakes so you don't have to, but also sometimes make the success, make the right decisions, not necessarily um, deliberately, but maybe stumbling across the right one by, by accident, but uh, given there's a, quite a number of members who buy their own tools, uh, have different experiences, and then we have the ones in the space itself Sometimes for a variety of different costing and demands, um, different choices uh, can be put. And uh, Jess says, I just wondered if anyone had any recommendation for heat guns or duds to avoid. I'm not looking to spend bucks, as it will be mainly for use with heat shrink when making cat toys at the moment. But potential for reasonable flexibility would be a bonus. Jeremy comes and says, yes, sir. Uh, the ones we have at our lab are good. And he puts a link to the desoldering soldering workstation. Hot air rework uh, gun, uh, which is the one that uh, we have two of, and they've been successful. We had one die, um, but it had been used for several years before it did, and uh, they were replaced with something very similar. Uh, Richard uh, confirms, yes, the uh, good value for money if you give good results up to uh, one centimeter diameter. If you need something bigger, he says, I use a Stynal, and puts a link to uh, a Stynal 220E uh, hot. He said they're more expensive, but good quality and adjustable and he's found a lower cost version Uh, He said it try consider building a stand if you want to do it um, And you're going to do production work if you need a bigger gun um, You might find them but avoid anything that is not variable temperature Even the two or three temperature switch ones tend to be too hot some variation of the airflow is also used and uh, So yes, says thanks. Yes, that's uh, look. They look great I'll bear in mind the bigger ones. If the zoo gets in touch, obviously, uh, the cat toys are smaller and uh, potentially elephant toys could be much bigger heat shrink demands. Have much heat, much bigger uh, demands. And a question uh, from Eric down at Basingstoke um, really creates a bit of a primer for the software on the laser cutter, so would be a useful thing to curate. Asking basically what... Uh, What is the software? Is it free? Would we recommend it? Um, People will know that it's RDWorks V7, and although there's a V8 version out, that doesn't work with the laser cutter. which Richard Richard, confirms laser cutter software is usually very closed source and a proprietary product. Means when you buy the laser cutter, you must consider not just the hardware, but the software that comes with it. It's often designed for a particular controller with no upgrade path, doesn't use Uh, standards such as G-Code is often used by CNC machines, partly because for some of the operations such as uh, laser engraving, uh, G-Code wouldn't be a a suitable fast enough uh, protocol. The protocol for the Piranha laser that we have has been reverse engineered and there is software called Lightburn which supports this protocol and G-Code-based laser cutters. Lightburn is not free either, but it's maintained and updated. They said, obviously, you're free to use any 2D or 3D design Software to create DXFs, but be aware that sometimes there are restrictions on the format, and that's certainly the case. I I would say that uh, some DXF formats don't import well into uh, the R D Works. And one of the things with it is often the scale that uh, when they're imported, they, you have to rescale them to get the actual correct size. And one of the tips I didn't remember from before was to include something that of known size, like a 10 mil um, line. Uh, marked 10 mil and then you can adjust it accordingly when you've imported it as a, a DXF or PDF from other applications um, But also the RDWorks v7 is able to be installed on other machines uh, It doesn't require a dongle and you can export its output and then use that as a direct import If you want to spend a lot of time and effort doing it at home prior to uh, going to the space to do some actual cutting that's a suggestion from Alex and I do seem to recall that when people installed the RDWorks 3.7, it usually came up with um, uh, alerts on various virus scanners, um, even though, as far as people are concerned, it doesn't have. It's a false positive on such scanners, possibly due to being Chinese software. And then there's the thread uk down, question mark, where the discussion about the, the hosting part of it, I don't know exactly what's happened. The landing page is now back, but I... Just looking at the uh, podcast upload, which is hosted on a separate machine but redirected uh, by a, a subdomain podcast.rlab.org.uk, uh, doesn't seem to allow me uh, access because the uh, because of problems with the certificate. So I need to perhaps override that in some way to get this podcast uploaded. It's something I'll be tackling as soon as I finish the recording. Um, but uh, I think maybe it's being hosted by uh, Tony directly. I've sent him an email. Asking for more information on that, seeing if you can help sort out uh, the problems I'm having. So that's, uh, that's that thread. So if you found that uh, our lab wiki has disappeared, then that's the case, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. The plans are for migrating all to another server. So we come down to the uh, top five of the uh, hosts for this week. And something that could be helpful to others, Mark uh, M. asks about... Fusion three hundred and sixty tutorials. Can anyone recommend a good online one? And uh, Tony says yes. Um, the Autodesk video tutorials are good. But come along on a three D Thursday and uh, talk talk through and do some demonstrations. So in the meantime, uh, Toby recommends NYC CNC Fusion videos. I guess it looks like New York City CNC, perhaps. Uh, not a link in in there. Yeah, yeah. I probably have to Google it on YouTube. And Gavin says, I found in terms of getting started, a few simple techniques one mastered can make things much easier. My list, off the top of my head, is basic basic sketching, including construction lines and constraints, extrusion operations, join, cut, new body, manage managing your technique or managing your project with the object tree on the left, Parametization, using the history bar at the bottom. Construction planes and axes, and uh, Toby says, Yes, it's definitely easy to try and do things the hard way in fusion. I think it's called fusion because of uh, the confusion people seem to have around it. I've done some small bits in it but haven't tackled it Uh, big. I use uh, OpenSCAD from the days of the uh, Thames Valley Rep Wrap, and that's always been. Uh, a good tool for me, but there's a different ways, and uh, there certainly seem to be some advantage using Fusion 360. It is the tool of choice uh, in the space. And I think there was a thread before about uh, old old transistors for audio work from uh, Pav, anyway. he says, I've got a question regarding old stock BC108B transistors looking for a pair to modify a wah-wah pedal. And uh, so if you've got uh, old transistors or stock, then uh, have a look at the, the thread, and um, it also pops up that uh, tomorrow, Sunday, uh, is the Harwell Radio w- Rally, and they often have stuff. So if people are interested, uh, it might be an alert to uh, the Radio Rally being on. Um, lots of things varying from tropical fish to valves, uh, implies uh, Richard. So a good tip there. And we're down, caught up with uh, a lot of the new posts uh, for now. Angle iron needed by Steve wants to make a new base for the hearth of the space. The existing one is somewhat unstable, hard to move. I'd need about 2 metres of angle iron in the range 25 to 50 mil, he says. So uh, if anyone has any, uh, help out the space and Steve in his project. And lastly, Hugo asks a question about doing long pieces and the practicality of feeding them through the uh, slot in the laser um, people haven't done much with that. It should be possible, but as Tony points out, you need some sort of jig to help align uh, as after you move it. Uh, It'll be interesting to see uh, people. other people have done similar activities with the same piranha laser. Well, that's uh, that's the end of the uh, thread for this week. Um, lots of interesting stuff in there. We're coming up to about 45 minutes. And so, I shall say, this is Michael B signing off.